Matthew 4. If you've got your Bibles, feel free to turn. Matthew 4, verses 18 to 20. Now, young people, this is from the book of Matthew. And the book of Matthew, Malachi, and all you other young'uns, the book of Matthew is a story about Jesus. That's what it is. It's a story about this guy called Jesus. And I'm just going to read a part of this story. It's near the start. And it says this, One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. They were fishermen. And Jesus called out to them and said, Come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Hey, follow me, Amy. Just come for a minute. Can you stand up on that chair, please? All right, anyone under the age of 10? What was Jesus' first word to his disciples? What was his very first word? Come. The first word on the lips of Jesus to his, default, to his followers was come. Come to me. Come learn how to do life like I do it. Alright. Now skipping ahead. Matthew 28. Turn there. Malachi, you're next man. Are you ready for that chair? Okay, Matthew 28. Verses 18 to 20. And Jesus came and told his disciples... I've been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Jesus' first word to us is come. And his last word to us is go. Very good. Prizes all round. They're invisible, but they're prizes nonetheless. There you go. Stand up on that chair, buddy. Awesome. <laughs> you. Go, go. Og. Just og. Jesus' first words to us are come. And this weekend we've been looking at what it is to be a community of difference. A community of very different people. I look around this room, we've had five languages calling us to worship this morning. And we could have had more, we could have had ten languages, even more than that, to call us to worship this morning. We are a community that has responded to the call of Jesus to come. And we are a mosaic. We're a beautiful mess. Like this cross up on the screen, about to come up on the screen. We are this mosaic put together. Different colors, shapes, textures. And we come together to be the people of Jesus, the people of God. We are that community of difference. But then, as we journey, as we come along the way of Jesus, 
He also says, Go. Go. Go into all the world, into every nation, to all peoples, and make disciples. See, we are called not to just be a community of difference, a community of difference, but a community on mission. Both a mosaic and a missional people. And so just a few more thoughts on that this morning. What does it mean to be this community on mission? Well, firstly, we've got to get the mission straight. And the mission is this, to seek and save those who are lost, the very words of Jesus, and to join with Father God in what he says in Revelation, which is, I am making everything new. Did you know that? Your life, every person that you ever meet in your life, God is saying, I want to make them new. I want to make their lives new. I want to make their job situations new. I want to make all things new. Now, can I sub out two more words? You stand there. You're doing a great job. How does it feel to be up on a chair? (laughs) See, as Chris Wright said, just basically a smart guy, don't don't need to know anymore. He said this, mission was not made for the church. The church was made for mission. Mission was not made for the church. The church was made for mission. See, what oftentimes we do is we start with community. And we say, let's get a good small group together. Let's come together. Let's circle up. And let's just get good community happening. And then we ask the question, Okay, now how are we going to fit mission into this community? And what often happens is it doesn't really happen. Because what we need to do is this. It is the mission that forms the community. It is the mission that brings us to community. And I think of this. I think of guys that go off to war. You know, some of them struggle to return to normal life because such was the mission that they were on and so tight the community that formed around that mission that they, they come back to normal life and they, they just, it's like it's just not that same level of depth. You probably can't relate to that picture though. So let's give a few more. Maybe you've done a climb some adventure, something that was risky and, and pulled something out of you that you didn't think you had. It may not have been Everest, but it could have been a tramp or even a one-hour walk that was just stretching your limits. And you did it with some other people. And at the end of that journey, the end of that adventure, you felt pulled together. Or maybe it's you're young and you're working on something at home with mum or dad, a tree hut or a project And again, it's the mission that brings the community. Or maybe, skipping ahead one slide, you're on camp. Just like all of us. What is it about camp that pulls us together? I would argue that it is the mission that brings the community. We're not just here, random collection of people. We're here because we've been called by Jesus. We've got a mission 
And he's brought community out of it. And this is nothing new. Mission has always formed community. And when the church puts mission at the center of all that they do, community can only follow. That is why the early church went viral. You know, one person says it's like they just sneezed on each other and the gospel spread because they had the mission. They had the mission. And this goes right back to Genesis 12, the calling of Abraham. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and, all, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And 1 Peter 2 echoes this thought, for you are a chosen people. We're a chosen people. You are a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I think we should let our volunteers go. Take a seat, rest up. Thank you so much. You've brought it this morning. Lollies later. Or chocolate bars. I think there's chocolate bars left over. And so, Jesus, to us this morning, is saying go. I really believe it. I could have brought a whole lot of different thoughts, but I really had that on my heart. Jesus says go. He says go and make disciples of all people, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Just for a moment, I want us to close our eyes all across the room. Close your eyes and I want to ask you two questions. First question, what people may God be calling you to go towards? What people may God this year be calling you to reach out to? And secondly, and connected to the first question, what need in the world makes your heart ache and break? What need in the world makes your heart ache? Just allow God to speak into those questions. people is God calling you to? What need in the world makes your heart break? Now we're going to move into a time of communion. And this morning we want to do it a little different. We want to do communion in groups. It doesn't really matter how those groups form. That's up to you. But, but get into groups of some shape or form. And this morning also just the way we're going to do it is different. Um, tables, two tables at the back here and here. And I know we're good Baptists and, and normally we're, we're used to the little cup of juice and, and sculling it back. And my kids love that. Last time they did it, they were like, I love Jesus' blood. They just, they love communion. But no, this morning we're going to dip a cracker into the juice, into the grape juice, because it's just practical. 
And so as you, as you file up to the back to receive communion, that is how we'll do it this morning. And then I invite you to get into groups. But I just want to share a scripture before we, we start moving. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Uh, Jesus, the picture of Jesus now, he took bread, he blessed bread, he broke bread, and then he gave bread. Jesus said, this bread is my body. Jesus was blessed by the Father. Jesus was broken on the cross. And Jesus was given for the world so that we could come into relationship with God again. So as we take communion, as the song starts to play, let's not only know that, that Jesus was blessed, broken, and given for us, but let us know and carry into our prayers as a group that he was also blessed, broken, and given for those that we are called to, for those that he has given us an ache for in this, in this morning as we gather.